uh, what should we talk about for this new semester? And I had a bunch of different ideas on kind of some small series to do, like we did last semester. And I ran them by my wife, and uh, she felt very strongly about this one. So uh, my, my pastor says, always listen to your wife when she has an idea. So that's what we're going to do. I'm not going to tell you what it is, because we're going to find out as we go. Um, so as to not spoil the surprise, if you know what I mean. Always keep, keep, keep the surprise hidden until it's time to reveal, and then reveal at just the right time. Um, anyways, so, uh, what do I, I, don't, I don't have anything cool introductory. I wanted like a good like, little intro, anything going on. Anyways, actually, I turned 30 a couple weeks ago, so that was kind of a big deal. So, yeah, I know I'm a, I, I, I know I look a lot younger, so uh, just, it, go, it goes in the genetics, right? Okay, anyways, okay, here's what we're talking about. I want to start off with a question, and I want you guys to think about this for yourself. So just answer to yourself, how close do you feel to God? How close of a relationship do you feel like you have with God? Do you feel like you understand that God is powerful, and he's majestic, and we believe he's sovereign and almighty, but do you feel like God is close to you? Like you have an intimate relationship with him? That you really do know him personally? Because if we lack a close, personal relationship with God, what that means is that we're then going to lack a lot of the joy and a lot of the benefits that come from having a close relationship with God. So if you know a person and a friend, you can know about them you can know them in a sense, but the beauty of a relationship is when you actually get to enjoy the person's company, when you actually get to enjoy their presence and interacting with them. And it's the, that's the benefit of having a relationship with someone, is that you get to enjoy them. And so the benefit of cultivating a close relationship with God means that you get to enjoy God's benefits. Because here's what happens when you don't have a close relationship with God, when you have a distant, faraway relationship with God. That, that means that you're going to lack not just the joy, but you're going to lack experiencing his comfort. You're going to significantly lack experiencing his peace. You'll significantly lack experiencing the strength and the help that he gives. These are pretty significant consequences. There's a lot to be lost and a lot to be gained from being close or far from God. So... We all struggle with this. We all struggle to have a close relationship with God. And here's why I think this is a lot of the time. I think we struggle to have a close relationship with God because for a variety of reasons, we've kind of been trained to relate to God more as a thing instead of a person. We think of God as a what instead of a who. So even think, think to yourself right now, if, if, I, if I said to you, who is God? Um, what starts going through your mind? For many of you, you might, your first thought might be, well, God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, unchangeable. He's good, he's holy, he's just and kind. But that's not who God is. That's what God is. That'd be like me saying, um, who are you? And saying, um, or, who, who am I? And answering, well, I'm a human, 5'7", brown hair, a couple gray ones actually, uh, pretty useless at long distance running, but, but pretty good in a sprint. That's, that's what I am. I'm a, I'm, I'm a man, I'm a person, a human, but that doesn't really tell you who I am. 
The answer to who am I is that I'm J.C. Davison. J.C. tells you that it, this is me right here, and Davison tells you my relationships, that I'm a son of Barry and Cynthia, I'm a brother to Corey and Janessa and Kaylin, husband to Julie. The who is almost always defined by our relationships. And if we are going to relate to God as a person, we need to know who God is. And who God is, is God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's who God is. God is the Father, God is the Son, and God is the Holy Spirit. And so if we are going to cultivate a close relationship with God, a relationship that is near and intimate, we need to cultivate knowing the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Personal relationships are with persons. And those are the persons that's in God. So, okay, think of the Trinity. We, we, are, we learn about the Trinity, right? And simply, the classical definition of the Trinity... Uh, that's been cultivated throughout all church history, and they worked hundreds of years to try to figure this out. Like, literally hundreds of years spent trying to nail down this sentence to say that God is one nature and three persons. Like, it's crazy how long that took for them to get this right. But God's oneness is that we could say, there's a couple different ways we could say it. We say God is one being, God is one essence, God is one nature. God's oneness, it refers to his attributes. So when we're thinking of that what, we're thinking of the one God. Because the Father, Son, and Spirit, they're all God, they're all holy, they're all loving, they're all good. The attributes attach to the persons. And I know you guys probably have thinking, this is too early for this. So put on your thinking caps, uh, you're going to have to follow along here. But God is three persons. Three persons. And the threeness of God is defined by his personal relationships. Which is that the Father is the Father of the Son. The Son is the Son of the Father. And the Spirit is the one who is sent by both the Father and the Son. These are the relationships in God, and that's what defines the persons in God. And what's interesting is that Christianity is the only religion that sees God as what we could say is absolute personality. God is absolute, he's almighty, Father, Son, Spirit, almighty, but God is personal. He's Father, Son, and Spirit. Every other religion picks one. Um, whether it's Islam or New Age, it sees God as the all, an all-powerful force, but not one you can have a personal relationship with. All transcendent, but not intimate. Or other religions see God as limited in power, but personal. This, this would be like Hinduism or any... Um, religion that sees a lot of gods. It'd be like, there's gods that you can have a relationship with, but they're never almighty. Christianity is the only god that we have an absolute god, but also a personal god. And so, so where is this revealed in scripture? Well, it's interesting. The, the Old Testament, we have hints of the three persons, but there's a large emphasis on the oneness of God, on who he is in his attributes. And the greatest revelation of the persons of God is actually not what is told in any one particular verse, but what actually happened in history. We know the Son because the Son came down to earth. The Son was incarnated and lived in flesh and blood, and Jesus Christ is God. The revelation of the Son. But secondly, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. You can't deny there's a Holy Spirit that's outpoured at Pentecost, and the Holy Spirit is God. 
But Jesus is not the Father. Jesus is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not Jesus. The Holy Spirit's not the Father. But they're all God. It's almost as if you could think of the, the Old Testament was a beam of white light, which is you see God in his white light coming. And then in the New Testament, it's almost as if it hits a prism. And all of a sudden, there's a new revelation of the color. All of a sudden, it's like, wow, what, what we knew as God, we, we now know as Father and Son and Holy Spirit. These are the persons that we get to have personal relationships with. And so, okay, so you're probably thinking, okay, cool, good lesson on the Trinity. Uh, what does this mean for me? How does this relate to me cultivating a personal relationship? Okay, here's what this means. You need to um, know this because each of these three persons is essential for your salvation. Your eternity, your life transformation, your whole life is... Um, is governed by your salvation, which is accomplished by these three persons. And they each have a unique role and a unique glory. So we could think of it this way. We could say that the, the Father plans salvation from eternity past. The Son accomplishes salvation in time at the cross. And the Holy Spirit then applies that salvation to each of us individually in time when he changes our hearts. So what we could say is that we are rescued by the Son from our slavery to sin and Satan and the world. So the Son rescues us from this slavery. He redeems us, is maybe a more biblical word, um, that he buys us back at the price of his own blood. The Son buys us back to rescue us from the kingdom of darkness. And then the Holy Spirit, so we're not just rescued and left the same. We're rescued from the kingdom of darkness and then renewed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit takes us in our corruption and makes us new. He gives us a new heart. He gives us um, a new way of being. We're called new creations. And so, why are we rescued by the Son and renewed by the Holy Spirit? It's that we might be reconciled to the Father. God created us to know Him and to enjoy Him. And through sin, we've been so corrupted from that and broken off from our relationship with God. But we need each person, because we need the Son to rescue us from the kingdom of darkness. We need the Holy Spirit to make us new creatures that we might be adopted into the Father's own family to actually have, once again, a reconciled, a renewed relationship with our Father. We're rescued by the Son, renewed by the Spirit, to be reconciled to the Father, to be adopted. And so part of the glory of all this is that we get to know and we can look in Scripture and we get to study the unique glory that each of these persons has in accomplishing our salvation. There's a particular beauty that the Father has, that the Son has, that the Spirit has, that you need to get to know. So cultivating a personal relationship with God, one that will bring you joy and peace and a flourishing in your life, it's going to start with having to get to, getting to know these persons in their roles in your salvation. Okay, so roles in salvation, and they're saying, okay, but how does this relate to me today? Um, I've, I've been saved. I'm trying to walk with God. These things are really great to think about. will stir up my heart. But how is this, why does this matter for me today? Right here, right now, and going to have uh, whatever classes you're having today. Why does this matter? Okay, this matters because you need each of the three persons every day in order to satisfy your deepest human needs. 
your deepest human needs every day, you need to cultivate a personal relationship that actually meets these needs. So it's not just knowing the Father, Son, and Spirit, but you actually have the opportunity by your relationship to enjoy the Father, to enjoy the Son, to enjoy the Holy Spirit. And this is, this is the main verse I want um, to kind of leave with you and to think about. It's in 2 Corinthians 13, 14. You can just jot, jot that down or think of it. Take this verse with you throughout the week. This is what Paul wants to leave the church with in 2 Corinthians. This is how he ends his letter. 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 14. Though some Bibles it's verse 13. I'm not sure how that works. But he says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Okay, so with us today, with us as we go, we want to relate to the Son, Jesus, in grace. We relate to the Father in love. And we relate to the Holy Spirit in fellowship. Or you could even think of it as friendship. And so how does this satisfy our deepest needs? What, why does this matter for you? Because we need, first of all, the Father's love. Because we all have a deep need to be loved. You could almost say that that's the essence of what it means to be human. Is it implies a need to be loved. A, a need to be unconditionally accepted. And we see what terrible consequences result from people that grow up not having love. Not having the love of a family. Older, not having the love of a lover. We, we so need to be loved that it, 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 we need it in the very core of our being to find love. And the problem is that we never find it perfectly in this life. People can always turn on you. People could always abandon you. There's no guarantee. And so to find the love of the Father is to know a perfect love, an unending love, an unconditional love. And you need that today. To know the Son in grace. We all mess up. We all sin every day. And sin corrupts our consciences. It makes us feel dirty. It makes us feel ashamed. It makes us feel worthless. And we need the Son's grace because through the Son and in knowing the Son, you daily can find forgiveness. You can pray, forgive us our debts knowing that he is faithful to forgive those who call on him. You need the son's grace, which means you need his compassion, his mercy, his forgiveness today. So you need to know the son so that you can enjoy his grace today. And lastly, you need to know the Holy Spirit so that you can enjoy his fellowship, or you could think his friendship. Because all good things from God come to us largely through the Spirit. The Holy Spirit's called our helper, our comforter. He's our encourager. The Holy, you need strength to fight sin, that strength comes by the Holy Spirit. You need comfort when you're sad, that comes by the Holy Spirit. You need, you need peace in your anxiety, that's going to come by way of your personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. You need strength to endure in a hard season, that's going to come by the power of the Holy Spirit. So you need the Holy Spirit so you can enjoy His fellowship. You need the Father's love, you need the Son's grace... You need the Spirit's fellowship. You need them all, and you always have the opportunity to enjoy them all. And so, begin cultivating a personal relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, we're going to look at each of those in turn um, the other times I'm here this semester. We're going to look at our relationship with the Father, our relationship with the Son, and our relationship with the Spirit. But begin now thinking Trinitarianly. This is what it means to be a Trinitarian Christian. We focus on loving, following, enjoying the Father. Loving and enjoying the Son. 
loving and enjoying the Holy Spirit. Think this way, live this way, enjoy, enjoy a personal relationship. God doesn't have to be far. God is close because God is personal. You can know the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have made a way to bring us into your family, that you sent the Son to redeem us and rescue us from slavery. We thank you for giving us a Holy Spirit that renews us and makes us new creatures. And we thank you for this relationship with such an amazing, beautiful God. Lord, help these students this day and this week. Father, help them to know your love. Help them to know the grace and forgiveness found in the Lord Jesus Christ. And help them to know the strength and comfort and fellowship of your Holy Spirit. All for your glory. That you would get the glory as we rejoice in you. We pray for Jesus' sake. Amen.